This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, this is Monique. And this is Sydney. And you're tuned into Monique and Sydney's Open, Open Relationship. Relationship. It's going to be the type of conversations that normally we're afraid to have out loud. Is it okay to be gay? Friends. How many of us have them? Mother and daughters. Is it always all bad? The mind's like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. <laughs> That's what's up. Hello, my loves, and welcome to another episode of Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. Oh, what an amazing day it is. And why is it amazing? Because we in it. Hey, Daddy. Hey, Mama. What's going on, my baby? Nothing but the rant. You ready to get it started? Yeah. Well, let's get it started. What we talk about today, baby? Are you afraid or why are we afraid to express our feelings? Why are we afraid to express our feelings? The call-in number is 404-832-2963. And we always tell y'all how we came up with a topic. And this one here is just... Dear to my heart. So, Daddy, tell them how we came up with this one. This morning, I, we, you know, we, David and Jonathan, twins, and Michael. But today, specifically, it was about Tom and Jerry, a.k.a. David and Jonathan. And this morning, I gave David a little Mario hat. Now, he likes ducks as well. He's... You know, an 11-year-old that still loves Sesame Street, that still loves little ducks, they don't ask for much. You know, no big games, a whole bunch of stuff. He likes little things. So yes. ducks is his thing. So The little yellow ducks. The little yellow ducks, the little ducks, the little squeaky ducks. And for the last three or four weeks or so, I've just been giving him a duck a week. <coughs> and this morning... Gave him a little hat. And Jonathan came into the room this morning after I gave David his little hat. And I said, what's wrong with you? And he was like, nothing. And he was giving me a hug before he started his day in school. And I said, no, you look a little sad in your eyes. Tell me what's, what's wrong. And he said, Dad, I'm sorry. He said, but I'm a little jealous. I said, what are you jealous about? He says, I'm a little jealous because you've been giving David ducks and you gave him a little uh, hat this morning. And, you know, I've been asking you for a face mask, a catcher's mask for uh, baseball for a couple of weeks and, you know, I just feel like a little jealous. And I'm sorry for feeling this way. So I said, well, I understand why you feel that way. But I said, let me show you something. And then I walked over and gave him a piece of paper that was the order form 
because I had already ordered the face mask, but I wanted to surprise him. But I shared with him before the surprise came because I didn't want him going to school feeling bad that we've already thought about you. We got you covered. It just wasn't in stock at the store, and it's going to take three to five days. Well, his little face lit up, and it was like a part of him kind of felt like, I wish I hadn't said nothing, but glad I did. But I was proud of him because he expressed his feelings openly, very direct. And as I told him, never be sorry for the way you feel. Just I'm proud that you felt comfortable enough to tell me how you feel when I asked you. So that's how we came up with are you afraid to express your feelings? Because when you have a child able to say, I feel jealous, you know, and I'm sorry, and I shouldn't feel that way, but I do. Why are we as adults sometimes afraid to express our feelings? And we got to think about that. Like, that baby's 11 years old, and to be able to say that in the moment, I'm jealous. Like, could we imagine how much shit could be solved if we could just say for real to one another, really? Like, I'm jealous or I'm envy that, or whatever that thing is. And when Sid told me that this morning as we're standing in the bathroom, both our eyes just filling up and we get ready to cry because that was just a proud moment. And knowing that at 11 years old, he's strong enough to say, let me tell you what I'm feeling. And as I'm reading some of the, the comments in the room, Daddy, and people said, Somebody named Toddy said, I'm going through that right now, uh, guys, because I told somebody how I felt and I got rejected and it really hurts. Well, I'd rather tell you how I feel and get rejected and let that hurt happen than not say anything and never know what it could have been. What you want from me? I don't. Listen, what I want from you, you can't give it to me right now <laughs> okay. on this show. We going to the lines. Come on now. <laughs> hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this and where you're calling from? Hi, my name is Brandon, and I'm calling from Houston, Texas. Hey, Brandon. Uh, Well, um, this is a really, really, really good topic. And, you know, I used to want to go into psychology to uh, watch Precious, actually. And I was like, well, I don't think I'm ready for that. But um, it's crazy. Um, I don't know if you guys guys heard of Brene Brown, but she talks about the strength in um, vulnerability. It's a really good TED, uh, TED Talk. But um, it really got me thinking about how not just in the black community, because I thought this was just the issue that we face, but people really aren't in touch with their feelings. And I think it goes to how we're educated, not just in schools, but at home. Like, we're not forced to critically think or, like, go introspective. And, you know, there's, like, a lack of empathy. And whenever you have a lack of empathy with other people, you're going to be harder on yourself. And you're going to be caught up in jealousy, like you are talking about your son, who was jealous of his brother, of not getting, you know, presents and not having the face mask. And, you know, it goes all the way and it manifests in so many different ways. So, yeah, I think it's a really big issue, um, but I think there's better resources like Brene Brown, that TED Talk, 
There's also a documentary on Netflix called The Mask That We Live In. Mm. Um, that's really good that I um, encourage people to watch because you really get to see the blocks that we have that are, like, stopping us from living our best self and, you know, being in tune with our emotions. We appreciate you calling in. Thank you. you no know, problem. Have a nice one. You, you too, too, baby. You know, Daddy, just when he said, just like past experiences and what will block you from expressing yourself. And I think oftentimes that, that starts from children as to why you're afraid to speak up or speak out because you're told as a child in some situations, be quiet, be quiet. Nobody asks you for your opinion. Nobody asks you how you felt. You're a child, stay in your place. Well, those children, we grow up and we become adults. And we still remember, stay in your place. Everything don't need to be said. So now you're 40 years old and you're still asking yourself, well, should I stay in my place? Because everything don't need to be said. And then when you do begin to talk, it's almost as if you talk in fear. So when you say, why are you afraid to express, express yourself or say how you really feel? That's such a taught behavior. I think like I think you're taught to respond like that. You're taught to react like that. And going back to our babies, when we look at David, David don't give a fuck. David going to say it. David going to put it out there. But he came into this life like he's going to put it out there with no if he's going to tell you if something wrong, how you feeling with Jonathan and Michael. Sometimes you got to just like, well, what's going on? Well, what's going on? Okay, well, no, that's not it. What's, but with David, he is, he's that kid that's like, listen, I, this is how I feel. I like it or I don't like it. How are we going to handle it? Just never had that, that thing of I don't know what to say. You're right. Daddy, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Now, let's go to the lines. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this and where you're calling from? Hi, Monique and Sydney. This is Charmaine, and I'm calling from the Nashville, Tennessee area. Hey, Charmaine. The reason why I love this conversation that you're having, it is a direct reflection of the circumstances when it comes to hearing the truth and not necessarily wanting to accept it. So if you think in terms of when you did your comedy skit and you spoke your truth, Mm Mm-hmm. Think about the backlash that came with that. It wasn't that it wasn't true. It was that people didn't want to hear it. So a lot of times I think we don't speak how we feel because we're afraid of other people's reaction. And sometimes they can be very hostile. So who the hell want to deal with that? So if you think in terms of that, a lot of times I think that is the reason why we shut things down we ignore things. We pretend that it doesn't exist. But in actuality, if we as a society become more aware of the fact how healthy this is, you know how you, you continue to eat things that's not good for you, you eat things that's unhealthy, you feel sluggish, you feel sick, but then when you try to break that habit, your body goes into a reaction where it starts to reject you. So now you're angry with the world, but you don't realize that it's just a chemical reaction to mm. detoxing. That's what our society needs. We need a detox of the bullshit. That's what it's called, detoxing from the bull. Come on. And then, in actuality, we'll start to feel better. And then when we hear the truth, we won't be so hostile. We won't be so angry. We won't be so bitter. 
because that's the pill that we need to go down within our systems to change the way we behave. Mm. Absolutely. On, we, we appreciate, appreciate it, that. Mama. All right, Mo. And listen, I sent you a message on your Periscope uh, for you and your husband to come on our show. We have a media network here in Nashville. We would love for you guys to come on. I'm right at the Huffington Post, and I own my own media network um, that's not censored, so it's not fake news. <laughs> um, so we would love for you guys to come on if you had a, had a chance. Okay, baby, as soon as we figure out how to check it, because we're so not technically intelligent, as soon as we figure out how to check it, we're going to pull it down. Perfect. So how about if I just leave you a message on Twitter? That's beautiful, baby. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Monique. Thank you, my love. Have, Have a good one. All right, honey, we're talking about it today, y'all. Why are we afraid to express our feelings? And the callers were getting their right on the money, Daddy. Mm-hmm. And I think the key is in our fears of saying what we, what, what our feelings are, being able to overlook what people are going to say because you need to speak what is true to you. Mm. And you have to say to yourself, why are their feelings more important than yours if you're being affected by something that you feel that they're doing to you? Mm. And oftentimes, when you don't say what's on your mind, you don't know what the outcome could be versus if someone shoots you down, you know what the outcome is, as you said earlier, and you spoke your truth. And though you were shot down, there's a feeling of, I did it. I Mm. said it. And the more you begin to say what's on your mind, the more comfortable you comfortable you become in saying it. And it's also the way in which you say it. It doesn't mean that every time something comes up, you say it in a way that's abrasive, but you say it in a way in which you would put yourself in their situation and you say, what's the best way for me to be received? And maybe the best way to be received is how receptive would I be if I approached me or if someone approached me in this way versus that way? And you play it out through in your mind before you say what's on your mind to make you feel more comfortable in saying it. I think a lot of times the reason why people don't say things is because they don't really have an idea of how they should go about saying it. Come on. You know, this is uh, for everybody that's listening. I remember I was one of those people that had a hard time expressing myself in a articulate way to say, let me make sure you understand what I'm saying. And I can speak for my experiences coming from molestation and keeping that secret and holding on to it. You, ha- you find it hard to express yourself, and when you do express it, it's raw because you're holding on to a secret. Mm-hmm. Until you finally release that secret, you're th- for me, you're then able to really have conversations without so much anger. And I think sometimes, Daddy, we do hold on to how we feel because we don't know how to express it without it being anger attached to it. Mm-hmm. So 
for me, there was a time when I expressed my feelings. It was, I'm going to cuss you out Mm -hmm. because I didn't know how to express it calmly. I didn't know how to express it in a way that we could just sit and talk through it because for so long I had this secret. And I was so mad that I had the secret that whenever I got mad at anybody, it came out explosive because I knew I was holding on to something that I really wanted to say but was too afraid to say that. So everything else that came out came out like fire. And when we get an opportunity to watch individuals that may communicate in that way, it's easy to pick up on that. But we as adults have to learn to be conscientious observers, meaning that observe what works and observe what does not work. Be able to take from others what works and be able to put aside uh, what does not work. And I got an opportunity in watching how individuals growing up, my father especially, it, he was not an effective communicator. It, it was laced with um, hostility, cuss words, and things of that nature. And I remember as a child asking the universe, when I become an adult, please allow me to communicate differently with others because I want to be effective in what it is that I'm saying. I want to be calmer. I want to be a bit more patient. So I was fortunate enough to have individuals around me to show me what not to do as opposed to what to do. And it's okay to practice how you're going to communicate with others in your spare time. Because again, people will plan out a trip. People will do certain things, uh, but they don't plan the conversation that they're going to have with an individual. You deal with somebody on a daily basis who seems to be uh, an adversary of yours. Plan for how you're going to do with this adversarial, uh, in the, this 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 situation that could be come adversarial when you have a tactic and a plan. Uh, though, as Mike Tyson said, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. <laughs> but if you have a plan, <laughs> like I was going to kick that bitch ass till she slapped the shit out of me. <laughs> but if you have a a plan, you're better off than. If you do not, and nine times out of ten, most people don't really want to fight. Come on, get on the microphone, Rob Lee. Oh, what? I, it's funny you should say that because my good girlfriend and I practice how we're going to handle a, a situation all the time. If either one of us have an issue with another person, we talk about it, and we ask the other, like, I've become people for her, and she's become people for me. And it starts out angry, but as we talk it through, it 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 becomes something else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it prepares you better because we, we say some of the worst scenarios to each other. But when I actually hear myself saying the things that I really want to say out loud and then consider how the other person might actually react to the way I'm saying that shit out loud. Well, it could be a situation like an inferno if I actually said those things to another person. Mm -hmm. And if they responded in the way that my good girlfriend is (laughs) responding to me, like somebody might get punched in the face. But, But getting those feelings off of myself allows me to 
handle the situation better. And 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 sometimes it makes me think how silly the whole shit is anyway. You know what I mean? Just being mad about some shit that I probably made up in my head anyway because I do that. You know, I can create a story. And <laughs> when you say the shit out loud, it's like, that don't even make sense. But we do it and we bounce yes. it off of each other because I, I, I remember a time, you know, she was upset. And I was like, okay, pretend I'm that person and just say it. Say whatever you want to say. And I'm making up, we just making up a whole skit as we go along. And then we was finished with it after we was finished with it. Like. Well, I want to thank you because I'm a good girlfriend. She's talking yes. about. Right. Okay. I'm her. And, 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 and I believe everybody should have them a good girlfriend because she's right. We will go on those walks. And there were times, y'all, that there was people that, listen. I need, she need, she would say to me, okay, check this out. You got some minutes. I'm going to give you about 10 minutes. I'm going to be that person. And I need you to say everything you need to say to that person the way you need to say it. And when I tell you, baby, we be walking five miles, but I wouldn't give a fuck. We be on mile three and a half and I'd be so ganked up. I don't even realize we done walk. And I'd be like, and I'm going to tell you something else, you raggedy bitch. Let me tell you something. You ain't shit. Your mother ain't shit. And the person that had you... She'd be like, okay, oh, mm, 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 mm. Okay, are we finished? <laughs> no, bitch, I'm not. <laughs> Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Open Relationship with Monique and Sydney Hicks. And at Lee Sugar says... <laughs> Don't ignore me, Sydney, because you married a woman that likes to cuss a lot. Like, why? And the truth is, I like it. <laughs> okay? And, and what happens is the profanity for me is not the issue. The profanity for others is an issue that I found that when I watched it go down later on, you don't really address the issue. You are addressing the way in which you were spoken to. So to save time, I watch what it is that I'm saying, despite the fact that I appreciate a person who's straightforward and my father who was a Sagittarian and his mother was a Sagittarian. And then there was Ham who begat. <laughs> okay. So that fire I'm used to. And I don't mind straightforward talkers and people who be like, say the stuff that they say. At the end of the day, most people get offended by that and they don't have thick skin. I uh, really appreciate straightforward talkers because the shortest distance between any given two given points is straight. So that's why I'm a little off. Okay, <laughs> so that's the answer to your question, at least, Sugar. That's why I married her. And, and, and not only that, you got to remember, since 14, this person... He was going to say this bitch. <laughs> this, this, I was not. I was yeah, not. Baby. I was not. I was I was not. This person 
that I'm sitting next to has always been this way, always been this way. So I didn't think by any chance that once and and I ask for someone that's straightforward because the worst thing is to be with someone that keeps things to themselves and they allow them to fester and fester and fester and they can't be straight up with you. Now, as straight up as Monique can be once she finally says what she says, there's a period in our relationship where it was a struggle for her to say it because she had a difficult time expressing it without blowing up. And I guess she was like, I don't want to cuss you out, so I'm going to keep it to myself. And for me, I'm like, go ahead and cuss me out if that's what you feel like you need to do, but express yourself. And then it got to a point where now Robin and Monique can have these conversations and go through the repetitions where, as you said, when you hear it out loud, it becomes not necessary. and You hear how ineffective it is to your ear. So then you doctor it in such a way that it makes sense. And that's what is beneficial. So have your reps at saying what you need to say before you say it, especially if you have fears and trepidations about what it is that you're going to say. Come on, y'all. We're talking about it. Why is it hard for us to express our feelings? And I got to tell you, Robin, those conversations on those days, going up those hills, they helped drastically because by the time we got done, you were right. We were laughing and it was like we were good. But when we were started at six in the morning, I was already at a thousand. And it helped when you said not just tell me how you feel. You said, I'm that person. Now let's go. Like, whatever you need to say, say. And I say that to people listening. It's like, use that to your advantage. Really use that because when you do have to approach whoever that person is, you've already got the mad out. Now, they might say some slick shit that might jump the mad back off, but you have practiced. (laughs) You have practiced to work your man out. So we're talking about it, my babies. Why do we have a hard time expressing ourselves? We're going to the lines. Hey, you're on with Monique. And, okay, then. We're talking about a 404-832-2963. Why do you have a hard time expressing yourself? And are you that person that's really trying to get to that place of freedom? Daddy, what you make? What? I'm so, so blessed. Oh, <laughs> Sad, I'm sitting in my relationship and my husband is Mo. <laughs> you know, Indy Ivory sings that song, maybe in another lifetime. I was your husband and he was my wife. You know, it's sometimes it's scary that we're so connected. And I'm like, yo, we've been together over and over. And I think, though, on this journey, I think I got a little bit of it. You know what I'm saying? I think on the other journeys, I was just wild. <laughs> and them other lives when I was Miss Ella. Let's go to the lines, baby. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this and where you calling from? Hi, my name is Raynisha. I'm calling from Nevada. Hey, Raynisha from Nevada. Hey, I called you guys a couple of little episodes ago. Um, but this time I'm calling because me and my husband have been having this conversation for the past Four days now. Four days we've been having this conversation. 
Yeah. And now that you guys have brought it up, I was like, oh, I have to call in because gotcha. it'll make me feel so much better to express it right now. But the reason why I have such an issue with expressing myself is because of my mom. Mm. My mother has taught me that no matter whether I'm an adult, whether when I was a kid, that I'm always to stay in a child's place. I have never had an opinion with her. I can have an opinion with everybody else. I can express how I feel with everybody else. But when it comes to her, she's off limits. Can't say nothing to her. Even if she's wrong, can't say nothing to her. So as I've grown up, I have exercised to just keep it to myself. It's not worth it. You don't like confrontation. You don't want to argue. You don't want nobody to tell you, you know, that what you're saying is stupid or how you feel is wrong. So I've just reverted to keeping everything to myself and not really expressing myself so much so that now we are in a tug of war in my family trying to break down barriers where we all fall short, and it seems like everybody is doing the exact same thing. Everybody's doing the exact same thing. And I finally got a little piece of freedom yesterday when I talked to my mom concerning my sister. So that is, it for me, it's always been her. And I think once I get past the fear of not being able to express myself with her, I will be able to be free when it comes to speaking to anybody else. My husband is the total opposite. He's the firecracker. He's the, I'm going to tell you how it is. I don't care who you are because it's all about me being able to express my truth. And I'm learning a little bit of that as we have been cultivating our marriage together to just, no matter who it is, as long as I'm respectful, as long as I'm not disrespecting or coming off um, crazy towards anybody to be able to just express how I feel so that I can feel better because I will walk around uh, chest tight, head hurting and all of that because I'm always afraid to say how I feel because I'm scared of what somebody else will feel or how I can make somebody else feel as opposed to just being okay with my truth. So that is why I have been terrified to say how I feel. It's been a journey, and it's hard as heck. But now I'm really learning, Mama, Daddy, no matter who you are, I need to get it off my chest so that I can feel better because I have kids who I need to raise as whole individuals, and I don't want them to feel like I feel as a kid at all. And my, my kids are total, <laughs> total opposite. My son well, give it to you like it is. And my daughter, she's very quiet, but she'll talk to you with her face. So I think I'm doing an okay job, but I need to do better so that I am, so that they can be <laughs> whole and not ever walk around feeling like um, they can't say what they want to say for the fear of people not liking them or having an issue with how they want to express themselves. So that's me. That was a lot. And you know what? But it but it's understandable, and we appreciate you expressing yourself. With that said, one of the most difficult things about expressing yourself is 
you have to make statements most people believe. But what makes it easier for you in expressing yourself is if you ask questions. And as crazy as it sounds, that will alleviate you having to say what's on your mind and you allow your mother to say it for you. For instance, Ma, would you want our relationship to be close or not? Well, what do you think she's going to say? Um, she, well, we, you know, the crazy thing is we've had that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and with her, as soon as things get a little rocky, she's, she's, she has a thing about control. If she's not in control, no matter how um, the control, you know, looks, if she is not in control, if she does not have the upper hand, then it's, there's, it's a no-go. Well, that's so the key. I've been trying That's the key. The key is you give her control and you're giving her control by allowing her to answer the questions, though you're in control. And the the trap is to deviate from asking from the questions. So it's the the, it's kind of like cooking a meal. The most difficult part of cooking a meal is not the execution of you baking or frying or whatever it is that you're doing. It's the prep work. And you must prep for the conversation that you're going to have with your mother in a way in which you may write down 10 questions that's going to get you to the finish line of what you want her to understand about you. So it may start off from something as simple as you saying, would you want us to be close or not? Well, obviously, I want to be close. Do you think that we're going to be closer if I don't share with you what I'm thinking and you don't share with me what I'm thinking or we're going to be further apart and be quiet. You got to let her answer the question. And if you sense that she's afraid, ma, are you afraid of something? Well, I ain't afraid of nothing. So you have no problem with us getting to the bot and you must stay with it. But you listen to the question because my, in another life, I was a salesperson. And I used to tell individuals how to go about closing deals. And the best salesmen are the ones who ask the closing questions, not some silver tongue salesman who's telling you what you want, because then you feel pressure. They ask the questions and they allow you to tell them what they need. So or what you need, rather. So if you allow her to tell you what it is that she needs and you frame the questions properly, you can get her to understand exactly how you feel, but you've got to stick with it and you can't almost pre you, you can't or you can't consider what it is that you believe she's going to say. It's kind of like the dog whisperer. People don't believe that Caesar Milan is going to make that dog change because they've seen it too many times. He knows the technique and he's saying, if you follow what I'm telling you, because this is what I do, watch what happens. And then they become amazed because it's a difference between doing what someone is suggesting that you're doing to suggesting what you need to do versus thinking you're doing what they're suggesting. So think, try to formulate some questions to get you to a place that will allow her to answer them. And as Robin and Monique were saying, 
when the reason why you do that is because when they hear what it is that they say, people are going to believe themselves before they believe you. And when mm. you get them to say Rumpelstiltskin, guess what? They can't take it back. Right. And you use their own words to help get you to form a better relationship. But we thank you for calling. Them. Love you, baby. No, I thank you for that. That was wisdom. I appreciate it. And fight for your marriage, mama. Of course. Oh, yeah. That's, that's right. A, that is. Whoa, yes. Yes, ma'am. Come I on, baby. I love you guys, too. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Sydney. Thank you. You know, why are we afraid to say how what we feel? And when that sister called early and she said, you know, Monique, you said your truth, but you know the backlash that came with it, right? And even with the backlash that came with it, I'm still unapologetic for saying it. I'm still unapologetic for speaking the truth. And my loves... Don't get caught up in the backlash. Get caught up in the truth. Because the truth, as they say, it will always set you free. It can fuck you up for a minute, but it will always <laughs> set you free. Because when you don't deal with your truth, I'm seeing it, y'all. I see it with our younger sisters, middle-aged sisters, all the way to our sisters in the nursing homes. That's not dealing with the truth and not saying what they really need to say. And then you watch us go into the, our own demise, just being too afraid to say what we need to say. I witnessed something this past weekend, and I'm grateful for it because it said, always say your truth. We were at a nursing home in Memphis, Tennessee, and we were going to visit Aunt P. And, and if you're ever in Memphis, Tennessee, make sure you go to Crumpy's. He's got seven locations. They fry up some good-ass chicken and fish, baby. That's all you're going to get. Chicken, fish, and fries. Don't come and ask for pizza, burgers, chicken, fish, and fries, right? But they got the best chicken, fish, and fries. Now, when we first got started in comedy, this was over 20 years ago, Crumpy got an aunt named Aunt P. And Aunt P is the life of Memphis. She was the life of Crumpies, right? Whichever location you went to, Aunt P, it must have been seven of them, because wherever you want, her ass was there, but just beautiful. And just life, you know, she got older, and she's in this nursing home, so we go to visit her in the nursing home, and we have a really good time. And now it's time for us to leave, but we go past the bingo room, where they playing bingo. And I want to go in there, right, because it looked like they was having fun, but the bingo was over, right? So I go in there, and we hugging, and we loving, and we having a good time, and sisters, please understand, if you want to go and get some full in your spirit, take your ass to a nursing home. They'll fill you up with stuff that you can't even imagine. So we're in the bingo room, and we're having a good time. And I get to this one table, and it's Miss Deidre and Mr. White. And Miss Deidre says, hey, Monique, I'm blind, but I can hear you, so I know it's you. She said, I said, okay, Miss Deidre, I'll push you out. She said, well, you push me behind Mr. White. Because I'm following Mr. White. So I said, all right, Miss Deidre, you going with Mr. White. So then Mr. White say, we ain't nothing but friends. Now, Mr. White is about in his 80s. Miss Deidre might be about her 70s, right? He said, we ain't not, we good friends, but we friends. I said, well, all right, however y'all want to do it, I'm pushing you with Mr. White. So when we get to the door, we get next to another lady in the wheelchair, and her name is Miss K. Now, Miss K is sitting there in this beautiful white church hat. 
and her beautiful leopard print shawl and her jeans in her wheelchair, but she's sharp as shit. So I say, Miss K, did you win bingo? She say, I won a little bit. I said, oh, that is beautiful. Now, Miss Deidre say, you ain't won nothing. You always talking about you done won some shit. You didn't win nothing in here. And I'm sick of you always talking about you won something. Now, Miss K looked at Miss Deidre and said, you better go ahead because you ain't nothing but a bitch in the kitchen. <laughs> listen. Listen. Now, I know Miss K was every bit of 80-something, okay? And Miss Deidre made about in her 70s. I looked at that woman, Miss K, and I, a smile came over my spirit. I said, Miss K, we're connected. We are connected. You like using the same kind of sparse, spicy words. I like to use Miss K. But the point I'm making is Miss K wasn't afraid to say what she felt. You ain't nothing but a bitch in the kitchen. And then Miss Deidre came back with, you, uh-uh, uh-uh, you ain't going to say that to me. And I looked it up, uh, K, and I know what that means. A bitch in the kitchen is a bunch of niggas gossiping. And then Miss K said, I don't care if it's niggas, whiteies, who it is. They in the kitchen talking a whole bunch of mess. So then I said to Miss Deidre, wait a minute, Miss Deidre, you don't keep talking slick like that to Miss K. Then Miss K said to me, wait a minute, uh, sugar. Wait a minute. Now, Miss Deidre is my girl. She's my girl. Now, I don't need you to say nothing to her. Listen, y'all, it was so beautiful. But it goes with the show, Daddy, because Miss K was not afraid to say what she wanted to say to her in that very moment. Now, the other women sitting around, they wouldn't have spoke on Miss Deidre like that. Because even though Miss Deidre blind, she got some shit with her. Right? Look like she can throw some blows. Right? <laughs> she looked like she could fight. But Miss K was like, fuck her. You ain't nothing but a bitch in the kitchen. Wasn't afraid to say what she felt. And when you're not, people get to know you as being just that. <laughs> Unafraid to say what's on your mind. Come on, y'all. We're talking about it. Why are you afraid to say how you really feel? Let's go to the lines. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. <laughs> Who's this and where you calling from? Hey, auntie and uncle. It's Israel from New York. Hey, hey baby. <laughs> hey, Peach. <laughs> um, I was um thinking about this this topic today. Can you guys hear me? Yes, baby. We can. Okay, this topic today reminds me of my mother when she had Alzheimer's. She battled with it for ten years, and she um, there was one time in the beginning when she was driving her car and she was missing for two days. We couldn't find her. We had APB out on her and the whole line. It was a mess. And when she finally, when they finally found her, the police brought her there, brought her to my sister's house. And they said, you know she has Alzheimer's. If you let her out again, we're going to put you all in jail. And they just screaming at everybody and yelling at everybody. By the time I got there, they were yelling at mommy. This is somebody who was in her then 70s. No, 60s. And they said, take her keys. You don't need to drive anymore. Get some keys from her. They're just yelling and yelling all around her, and she's trying to talk, and no one would hear her out. So I said, shut up. I said, Mommy, come with me. I brought her in the room, and I closed the door, and I sat on the floor Indian style. And I said, now what happened? And she said, are you going to listen to me? I said, yes, I will listen to you. And she told me she was driving around. She went to the bank, and then she went to the car, because it was hard to find a spot. She found a spot. She got in the car. She fell asleep. When she woke up, it was nighttime. 
And there were police cars zooming around her trying to get some, 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 some perpetrator or whatever was happening. So she said, I laid my seat back and I went to sleep again. She said, when I woke up again, it was the same thing. It was crowded. I couldn't see anything. So I went back to sleep. Woke up again, it was nighttime. So twice she did that. I said, okay, so how did the police find you? She said, Reba, they were banging on my window. And when they banged on it, I got nervous. And my mother stutters like me, but worse. So she's stuttering through the whole, Miss, who are you? Where are you from? Where are you so she's stuttering. And I, 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 she said, and they just thought she was disoriented. She said, I wasn't disoriented. Are you going to get to this? Wait, hold on. I got right here. I said, she said, I wasn't disoriented. She said, I couldn't speak because I was nervous. They scared me. She said, so it wasn't that I was, I didn't know where I was. I couldn't speak to them and tell them where I was. She's good. She's good. Thank you. So um, after that, she said, I don't want you to take my car. I know how to drive. I said, Mommy, how about this? How about I go with you wherever you go? From now on, so that way, if you get lost, if you don't know where you are, it's going to be okay. She said, all right. I said, I went back there. Now, I'm the last out of eight. They don't want to hear from me. I'm the baby. I shouldn't have any say. So I said, give mommy back her damn car, car keys. Mind your fucking business. I said, she's a grown-ass woman. She's going to drive her own car, and I'm going to be with her. And that's that. So they gave her her keys back. And when she got her keys back, she handed her keys to teachers. And she said, teachers, I want you to have my car. Can y'all hear me? Yes, yeah. baby. Oh, oh. <laughs> so that's how I was able to express myself and allowed her to express herself. Because yes. even though, you know, she had Alzheimer's, she still had a right to speak her mind. They wouldn't let her do it. It was, it was the worst thing I ever saw in my life. Yes, you know, absolutely. they did the same thing when they took her house away from her. And she called me up crying, but it's not tears. This is the house for me. I had to use my entire lawsuit money to keep her house, to rebuild the whole thing from scratch, only to lose it later on. But at least I got to see her smile. Mm. I got to see her smile in her home, done the way she wanted. I didn't care what it cost. Isra, that's you know, why they so don't like you. <laughs> that's why they don't like you in the family. That's why I don't nobody like you in the family, because you do the right shit. <laughs> now we getting sick of you doing the right shit for the, then doing it the right way. That's why they don't like you. But never stop. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we I, love you, baby. I'm not going to. I love you guys back so much. I miss you guys. Come back to New York, please. We coming, Mama. We talking about it, y'all. Why do we find it hard to express ourselves? Why do we find it hard? And. Because I don't ignore and I can't ignore anything. I knew you we, we we have a, a wonderful individual by the name of Markle 225 who wants to who keeps expressing himself and he says, Sydney, you look gay. Mm. Well That's what he said. That's what he said. That's what he said. And this is what I would say to you. Thank you for expressing yourself. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thank you for expressing yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you <laughs> for expressing oh, yourself. Oh, that's why. Get it. That's why. Let me tell y'all something because here's what I love about this room. 
Because I've been seeing them write it, right? And I'm like, okay, you want to tag me in? But then the people in the room begin to address it. And one thing I want to say to someone that's in the room, and his name is Black Brother. I think it's Black Brother 05. And I am appreciative, and I've never met this man before in my life, only through this social media. But I'm appreciative of how our internet relationship has evolved. Because when I first saw his handle, he was, um, um, you're messing up your career. You don't know what you're doing. You know, you, you, you shouldn't listen to your husband. Just going on and on and on. And I would respond to it. And then one day, we were speaking about something, and he said, I never considered that. I never considered that. And from that moment on, the conversation got different because he something clicked in. But what I appreciated was he kept expressing how he felt. And I kept responding. And we developed this communication to, I wasn't trying to win him over, but the point I was making, even though you're expressing yourself and how you feel, have you considered this? Because what you're expressing is you don't know the whole story. And when you start expressing your feelings on what you don't know, then you begin to sound ignorant. Not that you're trying to intentionally, but you don't really know what you're speaking about. But once he really clicked in, I just appreciated the fact that when he knew he was wrong, he still expressed himself to say, I didn't think about that sister. And now he never misses a show. So always express yourself because you don't know what the outcome will be. You really don't know. Like, me and that brother could have never spoken again because I could have said, you know what, yo, fuck you, don't. But no, we kept on communicating until right now he's never missed a show. That's what's up. Come on, y'all. We're talking about it. Why are we afraid to express ourselves? You're on the line with Monique and Sydney. Who's this and where you're calling from? Hi. Hey. This is... Am I, am I on, really? You're on. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> oh. Um, hi. This is Maureeny. Hey, Maureeny. <laughs> How are you today? <laughs> Wonderful, baby. I'm so excited that I got in. I was watching. Okay. Anyway. Um, so I didn't get to catch the whole show. So I'm not sure if I'm repeating some points that were made earlier, but um, we're talking about why we're afraid to express ourselves, right? Yes. Okay. So um, I've been going through a lot at work lately. Um, I'm a black woman and I am a manager amongst all white and Hispanic men. And I've been experiencing a lot of discrimination. And it took several months of consistent discrimination to, for me to feel like, okay, I need to speak up. So I did. And in doing so, I've gotten even more backlash. I've gotten racist cartoons drawn about me. I've gotten sexual harassment to the point where I've, you know, had to file a formal complaint and I'm going through that process. But I think that... Um, you know, my situation is just one example that I think probably a lot of different people can relate to for why, you know, we feel like we can't express ourselves. I mean, I feel like personally, you know, I know that my presence is strong and that already 
people are intimidated by me. And so I take a lot of steps to make other people feel comfortable. Um, and, you know, in the end, I end up losing either way. So I just want to say that I think that it's important to speak your truth no matter what, um, because, you know, at the, at the end of the day, if you don't, you're suffering the most. Absolutely. Thank you, baby. Thank you. Have a good one, sis. And as you said, you know, you you never know what the outcome is going to be until you express yourself and not just expressing yourself, but the way in which you go about expressing yourself is going to help the situation. I mean, um, we live in a world where there's a double standard for women versus men. And when you are uh, tough and you are a male, that's a uh, 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 a demeanor that is looked up to when you are tough and you are a woman, you're a bitch. Mm -hmm. And the reality is if both are justified based upon the set of circumstances, because you have those that are just tough for no reason at all. But if both are justified, then both are justified and you can't curb who you are. If you've assessed who you are is your best self and your most effective self. Now, if you realize at some point there needs to be some adjusted adjustments made, make those adjustments. Don't be too big to make those adjustments. But at the same time, don't live your life fearful of will I be accepted by others? Because as you just heard, you can do and play it by the book. And still not receive the acceptance that you're looking for, only to realize that the acceptance that you're looking for that you don't receive is not because you didn't do it the right way. It's due to their insecurities. I believe Kendrick Lamar says in his song, Be Humble, I can't be humble just because your ass is insecure. Mm. And sometimes there's a level of humility we all should have, but do not curb your enthusiasm, if you will, because it's going to make someone else feel insecure because of the greatness that you have to bring to the table. Mm. And, 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 and you have to ask yourself when we say, why are we afraid to express ourselves to whomever that person may be? And then you got to really look at that person and say, what is it about this human being that's frightening me so that I can't say what I really need to say. May it be mental, may it be physical, may it be spiritual, but you got to really ask yourself, what is it about this person that I really can't say what I need to say? And when you hear several callers say, my mother, my mother, my mother, I couldn't talk to my mother. I couldn't talk. And we got to do a show on that, Daddy, too, because I think that's a major issue with with. Mothers and daughters. It was like I couldn't talk to my mother. And that mother, based on my own experience, that mother, the person that births you, there's something about that acceptance. There's something about it that you want them to say 
out of everybody, I'm proud, you're okay, you're all right. Yeah, I hear you, I understand you. It's something about that mother. I don't know what it is about the father, but for my, it was something about having that acceptance from that mother. And when you don't get that, that does something until you can break it, until you can say, yes, though it is my mother, that is another human being. And their choices and decisions may not be that of mine, so I have to make my own. But when you hear the callers and you hear the people in the room saying, my mother, my mother, my mother. So for the mothers that's listening, are you that mother that is preventing your children from being free to speak what they really feel? Are you her in your actions? Are you her, it's that because I said it's that? Are you her, do it because I said do it? Are you her, I know I'm wrong, but because I'm the mother, I ain't saying I'm sorry. Are you that person? And then you ask that mother, who is it that you curb your tone? And who is it that you curb what it is that you need to say to? Who is that? And oftentimes it's a reply of no one. And if they don't curb what they say and what's on their mind to anyone, then why should you? Come on. Again, we as people sometimes allow people to play their hand and ours too. If you have a hand, play your hand. Don't let people play your hand for you. That's what childhood is for, where they teach you what's right and what's wrong. And then when you don't learn certain things in your childhood, that's what adulthood is for, for you to teach yourself and you to learn for yourself what it is that you did not receive when you were a child. You want to take this call, Mama? I, I want to take the call, but I want to answer this uh, question because Lee Sugar said, please answer it. And she said, in her expressing her feelings, she comes off as accusatory. And she doesn't want to do that. And the reason why I wanted to bring that question up, because Lee Sugar, I can be challenged with that too. And you don't, I don't be trying to come off accusatory. I be trying to come off factual. But it can sound like this is what you did because that is what you did. So I don't necessarily know if that's a bad thing. It's like if you stole from me and I say you stole from me and they say, well, it sounds like you're accusing me. Bitch, I am because that's what you did. So I don't when she says it's accusatory when she's talking. You, it's kind of difficult to assess that situation without knowing specifically what mm-hmm. she's talking about. Because you're applying your situation to her <laughs> and somebody stole from you and you, you still are hurt right. from the motherfucker stealing from you. say, what's your advice? Well, goddamn, you, I can only get you mine. You, right. But, again, it goes back to asking questions because a question is an objective way to extract information. And once they say what it is, they can't take it back. They can but then you can go to, but this is what you said. Come on. This is what you said versus just making statements. Statements are like hand grenades or bullets. You can duck them. But when you ask a question, it's a bomb. Boom. They, you, you, go, you can duck down in a hole, but it's a bomb. It's going to blow you up if you answer the question. Now, I've been blown up because the strategy he's giving y'all right now it's been used on me. I'm like, I don't want to answer it because if I answer the shit, 
<laughs> I'm going to blow up. It works, y'all. Come on, we're talking about it. Why are you afraid to express your feelings? Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this and where you calling from? Oh, okay, baby. Okay, that's how they wanted to express it. That's it. That's how they wanted to express it. Well, listen, we're at the end of the show, Daddy. We're there. And I want to thank you. I thank you back. Because I'm going to tell y'all, these conversations, you know, when people say we want to thank y'all for having these conversations, it's for us too. You know, it's for me too. And and <laughs> I just had to say. Say it. And money maker Mike, Michael said, I lost interest when Monique said God's name in vain. What makes me chuckle is we're at the end of the show and you're still there. When did I say God's name in vain? I, I, I don't know, but like but it it it, it, it th- this is what you have to understand, Money Maker Michael. You're tuning into Monique and Sydney's open relationship, not a moment with Creflo Dollar. Come on. Okay. So what happens is this is real conversation for real adults with open minds who from a standpoint of language, they're not worried about that because just a minute ago, I was told I look gay. And what I had to say was, I appreciate you sharing and expressing yourself. I can't be offended because perhaps what he construes as looking gay, that's what I look like. And what we say to them as what we would say to you is, have a good day with that. Daddy, and see, I want to thank you. And that's why I appreciate you. Because he gives it beautifully, nicely, with love, tactfully. So on that note, I ain't going to say nothing. Well, take us on home, Because I want to express my uh, feelings. Baby, Mm? go ahead. (laughs) Money Making Mike, we're going to see you uh, Monday. Tune into the show, play.it, tell a friend, and tell 10 more friends so they can tell 10 more friends. And when you start getting calls from all over this country, Nevada, Houston, Atlanta, Savannah, we want to thank each and every one of y'all, baby, because y'all could be doing something else. So please keep on listening, keep on sharing, and keep on loving. And like my daddy says, the mind is like a parachute. It is no good unless it's open. We love y'all. For free. Mwah. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.